going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Co. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and we got a full house today. So we are joined by all three of our co-hosts this morning. Uh, please welcome Brandon. Brandon, how are you, sir? I'm good, Phoenix. Man, it is great to be back on. We have a lot to cover. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, Phoenix, how are you? Pretty awesome, actually. And uh, also joining us this morning... Mr. Nick Spain, looking great. How are you, sir? Doing good, Phoenix. Happy to uh, be back and happy to, to talk news. Absolutely. And, of course, joined by the reigning, defending, undisputed, code-breaking champion, Nathan Pig himself. Nathan, how are you, sir? I'm so happy because I'm done with my Paul Thomas Anderson watch, which was <laughs> absolutely brutal. I know I'm the only person alive that thinks that <laughs> I'm going to have cinephiles coming for my neck, but that's okay. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson watch was horribly brutal. So um, thank God I'm done with that. Did you, did you finish? There will be blood. Yes. That's, that's what finishing the filmography is, sir. I mean, uh, uh, yes, we, no, I'm done. It's still brutal. No, I mean, the filmography as a whole was brutal. Not every individual movie. You, you could check out my letterbox for that one, Phoenix. Okay. All right. Looking forward to that. <laughs> All right. So we've gathered the entire crew for a very exciting <laughs> uh, review, I hope, anyway. Uh, so we are talking the new movie uh, from 20th Century Fox Studios, now owned by Disney starring Ryan Reynolds and Jody Comer. It is Free Guy. Good morning, Goldie. My name is Guy, and I live in Free City. I have everything I need. Except one thing. Hey! Excuse me. Hey! Hey, bud. You ever think that there's got to be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. Literally not once. Today's gonna be different, Goldie. What are we looking at? Who are you? We ran into each other the other day. How did you find me? I waited outside by the murder train. Guy, I have to tell you something. There is no easy way to say this. This world, it's a video game. I really want to kiss you. Is that weird? Listen to me. You're not real. Wait, you let who kiss you? Guy. There's not a button for that. Oh, he found the button. Buddy, if we're not real, doesn't that mean that nothing you do matters? I am sitting here with my best friend trying to help him get through a tough time. Now, if that's not real, I don't know what is. Millie, I know this world is just a game, uh, but this place, these people, <laughs> that's all I have. So I saw this Thanks, movie guys. three times in theaters. Uh, Brandon has seen it in theaters. Uh, these guys just watched it last night. So I am super excited to get everyone's thoughts on it. You uh, watched it three oh, times in theaters? Three times. Uh, talk about a waste of money. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, uh, I I didn't intend to. I was The two other times I went and saw it, I was trying to see something else. And I just like by the time I got to the box office, I was like, "Nah, I'll see Free Guy." <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> what a weirdo! I mean, to be fair, he did the same thing with Corella. What was that? <laughs> to be fair, he did the same thing as Corella with yeah, Corella. Exactly. I loved Corella. Wow. So. You might as well just take like ten dollar bills and flush it down the drain, <laughs> flush it down the toilet. I see where Dick stands okay. on this movie. No, I'm, I'm. I would never see any movie three times in the theater. It's just a waste of money. Yeah, like uh, Nick. Nick absolutely adored Little Women, and he still only saw that twice. Right, so. and I saw it at a five dollar theater. Exactly. Like, we saw A Star Is Born what three times and at a five dollar theater. That's the movie that got us into movies, and yeah. we only saw it twice at a theater. I, if if I went out and loved Dune. I'm not going to go out and spend $20 again to go watch Dune. Like, uh, uh, say, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I can, I can wait for it to come out on the on platforms and just quick, watch it at home. Quick sidebar, right? For this is like, <laughs> 
the only movie I've ever seen more than twice in the theater was Infinity War, which was once on opening night. At a $5 theater. At a $5 theater. Two days later with Nick, who hadn't seen it yet, at a $5 theater. And like three weeks later with my family Mm -hmm. after they had just finished their MCU rewatch. So, and now Infinity War was such a mega cultural event. Right. That you could talk about it for endless hours. I've never seen anything three times. <laughs> you know, and in Endgame, even more of a cultural impact, you know, how many times in the theater? Oh, one. I saw one. that twice in the same night. So you already I know. S- I saw Endgame <laughs> twice in the night. I saw wow, it four I'd times in theater. Shoot myself. I probably went back. I love I love the different philosophies we're discovering here. (laughs) I would I would not even watch my favorite movie two night two times in the same night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know the choice. I'm a I'm a movie fan and and I support movie theaters. So like, you know. I'm going again today, and you know what I'm saying hey, I'm going to see hey, two movies. Whoa, 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 whoa! Nick and I, <laughs> Nick and I both spent money on the Suicide Squad when we could have watched it at home. So slow yeah. your roll there. Oh, okay, all right. You know what I'm saying, and that's the last time I'll be doing that too. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I go, I get popcorn every time. So you know what I'm saying, I, I make sure the concessions get paid, <laughs> the theaters get paid, the studios get paid. Because I want local theaters. I want more movies, uh, and that because that's what I do. That's what I love. So support your local theaters, everybody. So stop judging me. I don't like being judged. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into this uh, movie review. So we all watched Free Guy uh, with Ryan Reynolds and Jody Comer. Uh, real quick, spoiler-free thoughts. Nick, I'm so excited to know what you think. So why don't you kick us off? Well. From a story, an overarching story, pen on paper, plot point, I enjoyed that aspect. But, I mean, Ryan Reynolds was in it, so (laughs) that can only go so far. Um, I mean, like, I think this movie would have been so much better if it was anybody else other than Ryan Reynolds because he brings these cringe, child-worthy, comedic aspects to it when it doesn't need to happen. Um, it it should have just been... It was too Ready Player One-esque, but they tried to make it more funny than Ready Player One, which they crashed and burned on that one. But like I said, the story as a whole was interesting. That when Ryan Reynolds was not on screen, I was like, okay, these are some good scenes. But, you know, it's Ryan Reynolds. We all knew it was coming. All right. Nick, Nick question. Who would you rather have play guy anybody else anybody else anybody else i will if there's somebody walking out on the street right now i would take them over ryan so so adam sandler would you take Mm, adam sandler yes i would take adam sandler are you serious yep i would (laughs) because adam sandler actually knows how to play a dramatic role and adam sandler is actually funny so clearly you haven't seen a lot of ryan reynolds Uh, Deadpool, Deadpool 2, Six Underground. Um, what else? Nathan listed a whole, whole <laughs> slew. Yeah, by the way, I don't think Ryan Reynolds is in Hobbs and Shaw. Yes, he, he is. He definitely oh, no. is in Hobbs he is? and Shaw. You, you don't think, but Letterboxd does? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he is. I've seen Detective yeah. Pikachu, which, I mean, he was a Pokemon, so still found a way to get Still found a way to get his same old humor in that, too. Yeah, well, let's... Let's look because <laughs> nah, you pretty much got it. Yeah, I pretty much got it. Yeah. So for contrast, then Brandon, what's your non-spoiler thoughts on Free Guy? Guy, I went into that movie not expecting much. Um, shout out to the cinema chat. Um, I have a side chat with Tyler Nuclear Nova and another friend of mine. Um, Nuclear Nova, um, you guys know him as Donovan in the cinema chat. Mm-hmm. He went uh, to the El Capitan opening night to see it. Nice. Taika Waititi showed up at the theater. Oh, that's beautiful. So I thought that was awesome. But like, he was raving about the film. Uh, Tyler's raving about the film. Like, so I got back from vacation. It was my first day at my new job. And I get off at like five every day now. So I'm like, you know what? There's a six o'clock showing for free guy. I'm going to go see it. Took my brother. I loved it. 
um i'm not gonna dip in spoilers yet because we haven't broken the seal but oh my god i went not i went in not expecting much and i came out like happier than i was going in nice. i really enjoyed it all right i'm gonna let nathan go last so i'll, <laughs> I'll uh i'll give you my thoughts like i said i've seen it three times in theaters uh part of the reason why is just because i think like like brandon like it just it's a feel-good movie and like you know i went in the first time not expecting much came out really happy with it just it, it felt like a feel-good surprise film it was just an enjoyable watch and each time i came back the reason that i was like nah you know what i think i i, I think i could watch free guy again is just because i feel like i could own this movie and you know what i'm saying rewatch it constantly it's just that feel good, funny, lighthearted, heartwarming, joyous type of film that works. And, and I say that also agreeing with Nick that Ryan Reynolds, I like him. I, I, I thought the comedy fit, but if somebody else had played it, I still wouldn't have minded that much. Like it, it doesn't, he's not the element of the film that, that really draws me in. So he could have been replaced. And I still would have enjoyed this film, but even with him there, he did he did what he was supposed to do. So I thought it was a solid film. I'm All with right. Phoenix on this one. I'm really I'm with Phoenix here. Like, yes, he could have been played by a different actor, but Ryan Mills being in the film did not take down my enjoyment at all. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I want to start here because I feel like some people might be a little confused. We have <laughs> this internal war with the show going here as far as. Phoenix and Brandon are on one side of the coin. Nick and I are on the other side of the coin. And I feel like from, from Nick and I's times. perspective, I, I just want to fill people in here. From Nick and I's perspective, we feel as if Ryan Reynolds plays the exact same character in every single movie. He has no range. He does not diversify his jokes. And it works in Deadpool. I am a huge, or I was a huge Deadpool fan when it first came out. But stuff like that, I feel like it's only funny one or two times. When you play that character in every single movie you're in, Deadpool, Deadpool 2, Free Guy, Six Underground, Hitman's Bodyguard, Wife, or whatever that's called, the sequel to that, Detective Pikachu, Hobbs and Shaw, that's eight off the top of my head. <laughs> when you play the same character in everything that is based around look at the camera and wink humor. It's just so obnoxious. So <laughs> now you can like Ryan Reynolds. You could be the biggest Ryan Reynolds fan out there. There is no denying that he does that. He does play the same character every appearance he's been in as of late. Now you can really dig deep and you could say, what about the wedding ring from 2006? <laughs> I'm talking about the very recent when he's become an A-lister since Deadpool, he's been in this, he's been the same role every single time. And that's annoying. It's not funny after a while. It's just not. So you can love him. You can dislike him. I told you what side of the coin, Nick and I are on versus Phoenix and Brandon. It, it's, it's recycled to Nick and I, mm -hmm. with all that being said, I wanted to give this a clean slate going in. And I did, I did give this a clean slate, wipe that from my mind. I just tried to sit down and enjoy for Free Guy, my experience with this was this is an incredibly um, genius idea for a movie. I think it's so much fun. The idea was so cool. And, and it was they pulled it off. They really did. They pulled off the idea of it. Nick said that the scenes that uh, they were back in the real world with Joe Carey and them like figured out what's going on with the game dynamite yeah, yeah. dynamite those scenes were great those scenes were great taika watiti was great that is where the good things about this movie stops <laughs> i i i don't even want to sit here and say like if it was anyone other than ryan reynolds it'd be a good movie no it, it wasn't funny it wasn't funny at all you could put in my favorite actor christian bale in that role and keep everything else the same and it still would suck. Um, it just, it was not funny at all. The premise of the story was really intriguing and really unique. And it ended up 
just being so stale and forgettable. Mm. And I felt like, I felt like it was an exact replica of ready player one, not an exact replica, but it, it, they watched ready player one. They were like, wow, we need to do this. <laughs> Especially near the end. I'm going to keep it with non-spoilers, but when they throw in some of the other Disney content, I feel like that was a moment where other theaters went cringe, but here in my living room, I was, or where other theaters went crazy, but here in my living room, I was like, wow, that's cringe. That's um, lame. You're lame. <laughs> You are lame. This was you not funny. Fun. It was not funny from a guy who only does comedy. So when you only do one thing, you should be good at it. <laughs> I didn't find anyone funny for that matter, though. Even though I liked Taika Waititi and, and Joe Carey in this role, I, I, I didn't find anything funny. I didn't laugh a single time. And yeah. the story, the story itself was a genius idea that was completely fumbled execution wise. So that's that's me. Well, I, I think uh, a couple, probably a month ago now, Nathan and I were talking, and and he hit it right on the nose when it was Black Widow. These men characters, these adult male characters who act like children, mm-hmm. don't roll, don't <laughs> roll. Taika Waititi is in this. He tries to act like a child, and his humor is. 10th grade level and it was not funny <laughs> i mean okay. same for red I mean, guardian red guardian and and black widow was also a man child and was not funny. for almost every will ferrell movie yeah yeah right. hear, hear me out which i have one. not seen so i can't can't judge but hear, hear me out on this one though the character taika played was a ceo the a crazy ceo who wanted nothing but money and didn't care about his consumer base. He was trying to play the role of like the head of Activision, who Blizzard. right now you know does not you know who who base. also is is an owner of a company who all they care about is money, Mr. Krabs. And Mr. Bob Krabs Shapec. is hilarious. And seriously, SpongeBob references. Seriously, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so you can be you can be an owner who only cares about money, but. <laughs> not have to be this man child so and and i also do think i i liked taiko atiti in this that doesn't mean i thought he was funny like i didn't laugh at anything he did but i also wasn't like wow this is so cringe like he was honestly one of the best parts of it while i didn't laugh out loud with anything he did he actually brought some lightheartedness some while i know it's wildly unrealistic look this movie is just trying to entertain you this is not trying to win an oscar this is not trying to change your perspective on video games. This is for the sole purpose of entertaining you. And while I wasn't laughing out loud, wetting myself over what Taika Waititi was doing in this movie, he still was fun on screen, in my opinion. And that's something that I will never say about Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I mean, he was fine. I just yeah. wish that he he didn't like try and, and be over the top because I like Taika Waititi. So, and I know that he can play a good role. I mean, in Adolf, he was Adolf in, um, Jojo in Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit, you know? So, I mean, and that is more, I mean, it's both comedy and drama, but I mean, like, that's a role where he was, he played a good character, so. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to go on a little tangent about Taika Waititi. Nathan, <laughs> what are your thoughts on him doing a Star Wars movie? Great. He's, he's a he's a solid yeah. director. He's 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 a really let me put it this way. He's a really good director from the two that I've seen, of course, Jojo Rabbit and Thor Ragnarok. Need to get to some of his others. He's a really good director. He needs to he 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 is great at comedy. He's a very good comedic director and writer. He needs to slow it down though with that. He needs to pump the brakes because Thor Ragnarok gets a little too jokey sometimes. And I do think Jojo Rabbit, I've gone on record with saying that would have been an Oscar winner and one of the best movies of all time had it not been a comedy, had it been a drama. So um, he needs to pump the brakes on the comedy. I'm excited for him doing Star Wars. That's that's where I'll end. And also, I I, I agree. I I think him doing Star Wars is good. I think it's like him doing the Thor movie. Thor, the first one was all right. You know, a lot of people had mixed feelings. I thought it was pretty good, but a lot of people have mixed feelings about it. The Dark World, Thor Dark World, is one of the lowest rated MCU movies for me. 
and for everybody across the board. He came in, did the third one, and totally revitalized Thor as a character and totally just revitalized him. And I think that's why he's getting another movie. I think if if anybody else, not anybody else, if other people, if they kept the same mantra with Thor, I don't think he'd he'd get another he would, movie. He wouldn't. He he wouldn't have because he totally revitalized the character. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what Star Wars needs right now because the the prequels were not good. <laughs> were not good. And Put some they just on Revenge of the Sith. They just or not prequels, sequels. The sequels were not good. They just need a complete revitalization. And that is what I hope he brings to, to Star Wars. Okay. Let's uh let's swing swing back around on topic here. Right. So, all right. Uh I think you guys broke up some interesting points, and uh I love it. So, but uh one thing I do want to point out, this has been a running trend of uh Nick and Nathan on one side and me and Brandon on another. This is probably like the third time between uh Tenet. I'm thinking of ending I'm thinking things, of ending things and in now, this one now. Now this one. Uh just want to point out that uh we've won. Tenet, Tenet is an Oscar winner. I'm thinking of ending things is nowhere to be found. So oh, <laughs> that's that's the defining reason now, right? It is here. <laughs> well, uh, I can guarantee you that this if you're chalking this up as an Oscar battle, that we'll definitely get a win on this one because there we go. This you isn't want, even gonna ba- back yourself into a corner there, Phoenix. I don't think this so, bro. this <laughs> isn't even gonna sniff Los Angeles, let alone the Oscars. So does that mean does that mean Prisoners is not a good movie since it didn't win any Oscars? No, no, no. We were all we were all in in agreement on that. Oh, that's, okay. That's a fantastic oh. Film. So what we a, have to what about to disagree the social network? That didn't that didn't exactly. win Best Picture. Is that which is it's... which is a gross? Listen, there those people are crazy. Okay, we shouldn't right. even mention the Social Network in a Free Guy episode. I don't want to stain <laughs> any of that. Yeah. I don't want the people who are skipping ahead past all our jokes to hear us say social network and think we're even <laughs> comparing them. No, 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 no. Okay, no. So let's go ahead and break the seal. Let's talk some spoilers. So this is a movie, uh, like you guys said, it's based on a video game. The idea, the concept of it, I think is really genius, is you have this like real world live-in video game uh, concept and how people treat the characters in that game. That story, I think, is really, really genuine. You know what I'm saying? Because we have those games like like uh, Grand Theft Auto and Fortnite and, you know what I'm saying, things like that. Games I've, I've actually never played, but... <laughs> Um, those are, you know, saying the idea around that, I think what they do really well is they, they take us inside that gamer culture, probably since it's a Disney movie, not as deep as, you know, saying we probably could go into the gamer culture, which has a lot of issues mm-hmm. <laughs> in itself. Um, that's a, that's a movie for a, a studio not named Disney to explore, but, <laughs> But I think what they did here was really cool. Just like I said, really, really fun. Um, and I, I liked, one of the things I liked is all the video game aspects that they kept. There's like little Easter eggs throughout the movie that you can see. Like there's that one point when he's uh, going to the bank, there's a character behind him, like trying to jump up a wall and he and he can't get it and he's stuck and then he freezes and like, like you know what I'm saying? Right, it's lagging. It's like it's like little stuff like that. That's really cool. When they go to the uh the the park and he gets the bubblegum ice cream, and then she leaves. When she comes back, he's still there. And you see that pile of 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 uh ice cream cones. Like so, he's literally had to stay there until she comes back, just eating bubblegum ice cream. So like you know, and just subtle stuff like that that I just think really, really just you know brings out the fun in this movie. Hmm. See, I, I see. I think I think as a Grand Theft Auto player myself, I enjoyed it a lot more than I should have because of that fact. <laughs> it's because like they they know the target audience here, and right. they just went with it because like you could do some pretty bad things to those NPC characters, <laughs> and they don't hold back in this movie. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of there's an interesting thing too because 
the NPCs that <clears throat> in any game that you play, right, are pretty much, yeah, they're, they're, they mean nothing. They're literally there to either, you know, nothing. They're just there for the game. Like the game is. It's set. just like yeah. It's just like when the the online characters walk in and start robbing the bank. They're like everybody down. They just all drop and like they they drop. It's just like this their their regular day of business. Like mm-hmm. you have that guy with his arms up all the time. He's just used to it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I think it's such an original idea. It's such mm-hmm. an original idea. But unfortunately, they fumble the bag with it. Yeah, and it's, and it's like, also very much like Wreck It Ralph too. I want to I want to mm, point that out. Like, mm-hmm. not and, and I'm not in the business of saying it's exactly like this. Like, I don't I don't want to discredit the people that wrote this movie that worked on this movie, except for Ryan Reynolds. Um, <laughs> like, I don't I don't want to discredit them because they're hardworking people too. But it is almost like they watched Ready Player One, they watched Wreck It Ralph, and they were like, "Yeah, we could do this. <laughs> we could do this, but funny." Yeah, and, and see, like, the idea, right, of you have a video game that's open world, that has all these missions, that have NPCs in them, and you follow an NPC. Great. You have somebody on the outside world who designed this great artificial intelligence, and it's in these NPCs, and that's why he's coming to life and having all these feelings and then you know the evil game designer boss wants to you know create an update for money for to take it away to hide all his work and you know everything that goes into that that is great like there were many times in the movie when i was watching it that i was like wow this is like such just a smart idea like just mm-hmm. a cool idea um uh I mean, there are, of course, similarities to, to Ready Player One. Um, I don't, I obviously don't think it's anywhere near Ready Player One level. Um, but I, I mean, it's, I just thought it was a, a, a cool idea. And there were multiple times in the movie where I literally was like, ah, oh, if, if only this didn't have Ryan Reynolds. In it. Because, I mean, there, the scene, right? where they're stealing the like scene like the the clip in the the area um where there's all those like spawned in guys and all the cars Mm -hmm. like that's the humor that like isn't needed in this movie for me at least we are talking about the second time You're no, the, the second time. The, the first, first time, time when they go in there and they launch off the the motorbike and really? and and everything like that. Like, oh, is this a Glock in your pocket? Like, oh, uh, okay. like I, I just I don't need that. Like, I don't need that. And I do I do want to clarify one more time. Like, it's just in case anyone still is confused. Like, Nick and I are not fans of Ryan Reynolds, but we don't think that should it be one of our favorite actors in the role? Should it be Denzel in this role? We'd instantly love it. No, I don't think it's more so just Ryan Reynolds is the same character every single movie. So we've heard all this humor before. If this was fresh, if this was new, we've never heard of Ryan Reynolds. Maybe this would be a little bit funnier, but not really. I mean, it's we've seen this in his past seven movies, so it's not funny anymore. But it's it's not even that if they made this a clear cut drama. Mm added of course some comedy to it and had somebody else let's just say like i don't know i even think like the first like actiony person that comes to mind that i've seen a lot recently is dwayne johnson like i i enjoy jungle cruise and i think it had comedy in there but it was fun comedy if you put dwayne johnson in this role i'm sorry but i think it's a better movie and tweak the humor a little bit i think it's a better movie i do I'm not going to disagree with that, but I'm going to make a little bit of a defense for Ryan Reynolds. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, so you you guys are spot on when you talk about uh, his, his style of humor. Um, I do think there's a lot of that, but the reason why I think I like this movie in particular is because I think it's the one time where I think that style of humor is actually necessary because he's playing a character who is you know what I'm saying they say it in the script he's like four you know what I'm saying <laughs> he's actually like four years old 
so like that naivete, that like, you know, man child type of humor is suitable for this character because he knows nothing about the real world. He knows nothing about, you know, real life. He's literally just being born as, as you know, saying, as we're watching it. So it's one of those things you remember, I hate to bring up this, but this is, you know, Disney tie in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. You remember the end where, you know, Ultron's telling Vision like, oh, man, you're incredibly naive. And Vision I was says, born yesterday. Yeah, well, I was born yesterday. Like, that's essentially this character, which is like, this is someone who's literally has been living a life in a loop the entire time. He's a background character, doesn't really think, you know, saying anything else has to happen to him but this cycle and then he gets woken up into this this full realization uh realized person so i think this was the perfect vehicle for ryan reynolds because it's it's that type of a story that works for his type of humor so like mm -hmm. i said it wasn't it wasn't that it distracted me it wasn't that it took anything away from me i actually felt like it was a it was a perfect fit and but like you said, if this, this was Dwayne Johnson, I do think it would be a, a, a much better movie. But even still. Um, Dwayne Johnson was in it. I missed that. <laughs> he has a cameo. Hugh Jackman has a cameo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tina Fey has a cameo. Yeah. They're, been... they're all voice characters. Yeah. But yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I just think it worked. I think it worked. Uh, the one scene that I thought you were going to mention that was cringe was the second time that they go back for the clip, you know, where it's him and Channing Tatum. Uh, yeah. With Channing Tatum. Oh yeah. That yeah. Was, that, yeah. <laughs> that was And see like that to me, like that, the whole hum everything in the humor, humor realm in this movie was like that. That was just like a perfect scene. That was just totally just <laughs> too much. Like, like yeah, it's a little I mean, seriously, like I, it, it, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I don't like, can you, and, and putting emotions aside, I, I am genuinely asking, like, Phoenix and Brady, can you help me and Nick understand where your affinity for this comes? I, I think, one, it's because I'm like, since I'm a gamer, uh, like, I can relate to the story as far as gaming wise goes and like how NPCs act um, story wise though. Um, I know how some of these corporations are. You have CEOs like Taika Waititi who are in it only for the money and don't care about their fan base. Cause he's literally like, Oh, we're just going to make a sequel after sequel after sequel. Activision. Um, I don't know the head of Call of Duty's name right now, uh, head of Activision, but he is just, he's like that. Hackers are a big thing in Warzone right now, and he has done nothing to put an anti-cheat, but he put in an anti-cheat only to help him, only when it came to his money. And mm -hmm. we still get screwed over by getting murdered. And mm -hmm. now they're in a lawsuit, but I'm not going to get into that, but they're in their own lawsuit over there. But yeah, that is the state of gaming right now. And I think it's explained perfectly in this film of what's going on in the gaming industry about greedy CEOs. So well, this is you're you're saying you like this movie because it's a commentary on gaming CEOs. This I'm talking about the story itself. Okay. Um, the story itself, yes. Um, I really enjoyed the comedy though. Um, the comedy sat with me, and I think all these actors played off of each other really well. I will say for me, um because I had the same sort of uh, reservations that you guys had going into it. Like, oh God, another Ryan Reynolds comedy. Like, ugh. So my expectations were so low that uh, all I really wanted was a strong, comprehensive, you know, story concept that, that really kind of warranted this type of movie or this type of performance. And when I got that, I was like, solid. I'm like, I got that and a little bit more. So it was like, you gave me a solid movie, a solid concept around this idea. And then, you know what I'm saying? Jodie Comer's amazing. But I'm like, totally, totally in favor of, of Jodie Comer's supremacy. Like, 
she's really great in this movie. Uh, I think the humor works. I, I do think Taika's a little bit over the top at some moments, um, but I think the humor works. There are cringe moments, no doubt about it. Like I, like I said, that, that second scene where they go to get the clip, I think it's a bit unnecessary. I think Little Rel helps though a lot. His, his, his humor really, I think works in this movie. And there's just, there's great moments. Uh, I, I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. Uh, Utkarsh, Utkarsh, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, the guy who plays Keys' friend, they have great humor moments, like when they're chasing Guy and he's got on the bunny costume. It's just great stuff. It's, it's, it's super funny. Um, so for me, like, yeah, you gave me, you gave me good action. You gave me good comedy. Um, and a, and a story that works for that character and that works for Ryan Reynolds's uh, types of performance. One thing I'm really happy with is that some of the scenes that I saw in the trailer were actually not in the movie. Cause I was, yeah, there's one scene in particular where he tells her like, oh, I've never driven a car before. And she's like, oh, that would have been great to know. It was like, I'm glad they cut that out because then that last scene, that chasing doesn't really make sense if it's the first time he's ever driven a car. <laughs> like, it's like right. yeah you're a little too good at this if this is the first time like calm down that probably would have would have hurt the uh believability i think of the movie so i'm glad they cut that scene uh there was also the one where there's uh some people driving next to him like hey we love you and they get hit by some other cars like i was like i don't know where that comes from that seems like a weird cringe comedy moment so i was like I, they cut that too so i'm like good with that so Maybe it'll be on the DVD, you know, bonus scenes. I'll check it out then, but I'm glad it was out of the movie. So yeah, just, you know, there were low expectations met with a great story, met with a performance that made sense, met with some good humor. Overall, made it a very enjoyable film. I'm glad you mentioned um, people like recognizing him and be like, hey, I didn't expect Ninja to be in this film. Like yeah. a couple of the, a lot of these streamers and like high like high high end YouTube channels, right? I really enjoyed seeing them because like I hate Ninja. I, <laughs> I I don't I don't think he's a good person at all. But it was really satisfying to see him in this film. Ninja was in it. Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Um, Jack Septicai. Dan yeah. TDM. Jack it was hilarious just to see them in this film. And just it was like, cool. It was cool that they brought in actual you know saying gamers and you know mm-hmm. saying people influencers. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, because like those influencers were part of the reason that Taika stepped in. And I I, I think that helped towards the story because like you don't just have random Twitch streamers. You have you have real life like real life people like who who are these streamers and have them in the film to make the film a little bit more believable instead of having just be like, oh, I'm Dan JKL. Right. I'm I'm uh, I'm not ninja. I'm stealth guy. <laughs> right. So but yeah, because it made it more believable. Um one thing I will say is I really loved that 20th century fox made this film. I'm glad 20th century fox is owned by Disney only because of those two little scenes towards the, in the third act. Come on, like like yeah, Nathan, man, how did you not love that? That was scene? that was so that, cringe. The Chris I'm sorry. Evans cameo, come on. No, that I'm talking the, the the shield bringing yeah. out the shield and then the lightsaber. No, it was so cringe. <laughs> that was so cringe. You're lame. Well, come Nick, on, Nick, back me up here. Yeah, was I, was, I was gonna. I was gonna say the moment. The moments were cool, but Ryan Reynolds and just brought it all the way down. Couldn't couldn't redeem himself from that one lame it was oh. cringe it was cringe don't make a movie cringe and i won't call it cringe get out of yeah. here bro that was great like just for the chris evans cameo that was just that was perfect okay but- we haven't we haven't talked about we haven't talked about catchphrase yet who to me is is <laughs> to me is probably the biggest cringe part in the whole movie oh my god like that is that is to me sitting in the writing room and going how do we make the seven-year-olds in the audience just piss their pants? Let's do this. To me, that's exactly what that was. And that's, I'm not saying if you enjoyed that part that you're seven-year-old, but that was completely tailored to younger audience. And I just, I, I don't understand how that part's funny because it was so incredibly cringe, especially at the end after they're done fighting when he's just so <laughs> dumb and he's like, 
oh, good gesture. Like that was that was so cringe. And well, they, his, they did say they haven't finished his NPC yet. They, right. they literally right, said but that doesn't I, I allow you to be like a cringe fest. <laughs> Trust me, I, I understand why that doesn't mean I like it or that it's OK. <laughs> well, it was, my thing. It was my crazy. thing is, is Phoenix brought it up earlier going in with open mind. I went up with an open mind. You you kind of have to in in these sorts of movies, but the first thirty minutes, I think I like got up to do something mm-hmm. in the first thirty minutes, and I paused it, and I was like, I wasn't like loving it, but I was like, okay, this is solid so far, and then I was like, oh my god, I'm only thirty minutes in. It felt <laughs> like I was watching it for like an hour at least, mm. so. Oh no, man! I think I don't know. I think, I think it's I think it's one of those things that like it had it just the premise was was interesting, and like I said, I I hate to just harp harp harp, but I I mean, perfect example right is Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. Jungle Cruise is supposed to be a fun movie. It's not going in to win any Oscars or to be the best movie of the year. It's just going in there, trying to be entertaining and trying to trying to be fun. And I think that worked because you have Emily Blunt, you have Dwayne Johnson and you have some some other other side characters in there that I um, that I think work. Um, That is the perfect example of a fun movie that has good a good story, but doesn't get too deep in the humor. And I think. There, the needle for me is, is that movie, and I think this movie pushed pushed it past the needle to where the the great story of everything was just dominated by this humor that just didn't didn't need to be there. That was just forced. So that's just kind of where I stand. See, I mean, I I get what you're saying. Like, a Jungle Cruise, it, it was a fun movie. Um, Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson together were great. I love Dwayne Johnson being a skipper, like his character being a skipper, because it was literally pulled straight from the attraction, like the Disney attraction. But that entire third act was a CG mess. CGI no spoilers. mess. No spoilers. Oh, sorry. I'm not, not going to say any spoilers, but that third act was a CGI mess. That's all see, I'm going to say. That stuff just doesn't bother me. Um, it, it just doesn't bother me. Okay. When it came to <laughs> Free Guy, I didn't feel like that because, like, Yes, it's you're literally just on a sound soundstage for hours, but like that that's the premise this movie is based off of. You're in a video game. I'm sorry, I just I want to make sure I heard that correctly. You don't think Free Guy was a CGI fest? Oh no, it totally is. Oh, but okay. it makes more it makes more sense that it is than Jungle Cruise because you're literally in a video game. Okay. I also want to point out, I do think that this is a, a perfect microcosm of the difference between the theater experience and the at-home experience. Yep. I think, I think absolutely. No. I, I, I do. Phoenix, I watched Jungle right. Cruise at home and, yeah, I, I, and I enjoyed it. Phoenix, no, no, no. no. Let's, let's I, I, I want to I back I'm, you up. We're Phoenix. talking about quality-wise. You get the full it's, HD rip. It's not Phoenix, that, I agree right? with you. I agree yeah. with you. This would have been a totally different experience in the theater because I would have been so mad at myself for spending 20 bucks on this that I would have been so mad. I would have came in here heated. Instead, I keep that $20 in my pocket and I just say, okay, that was a bad movie. I wasted two hours of my life, but at least I didn't pay for it. Yeah. You're right. It, it would have been so different. You're right. Not, not yeah. just it, that. I, oh, I totally agree. I <laughs> not, totally agree. I'm, I'm sorry. No, not just that aspect, but I also feel like the 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 the, the theater experience, right? What it does, there, there's a build of excitement there's a build of intensity and anticipation. Like, listen, I have gone to the theater and seen awful movies, right? Absolutely awful, atrocious movies. There's one element to the theater experience that makes it better than the at-home experience. And that is, even when I go to a movie in theaters that is awful, I can still talk about it with someone else, right? I, we can share our disagreements or, you know what I'm saying, or what we hated, what we liked about it. And there's a reason that that movie sticks with you, right? Even good or bad, it sticks with you just because you had that experience. When you watch something at home, 
you know, you could do that, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, take a movie like, I'm going through the Harry Potter films right now, right? There's a great chance that I would be overwhelmed and happier with what I've seen so far had I seen them in the movies at the time that they came out, as opposed to watching them at home right now. Yeah, because one, I mean, it's I, the theater experience, and two, you have that waiting game of having to wait for the next film. Exactly. Now, now you could be like, okay, this happened. Oh, it looks like I can just watch the next one. It's right. just like I feel it's it's like the same thing with the MCU. Same with Star Wars. Like, I I, I wish they would reshow some of these films in theaters just so you can have that experience. Yeah. I mean, I I agree to an extent, right? I I went to a crew game yesterday, and which is MLS soccer. Crew. And it was a blast. The stadium's new. You're around, you know, 15,000 other people who are in the same mindset, excited to be there. Like it was, it was a fun time. Great time. I would probably never go out of my way on a Saturday Mm -hmm. to watch a Columbus crew soccer game, but I was there. It was fun Mm -hmm. to an extent. Movie theaters are the same. I mean, I've seen Endgame in and out of the theater and obviously it's a different movie. But just because I don't see a movie in the theater doesn't mean that it makes my... Of course, it's a different viewing experience, but it doesn't take away anything from the movie. No, that's very 20, true. 2020, what was my favorite movie of the year? Soul. Soul. Where did I watch Soul? Right um, here on this laptop. Yeah. Right here and, on this laptop. And What's think, my favorite movie this year? Luca. Where did I see that? At home. Luca's your favorite movie. And I think there's, wow. there's this like balancing ten. act, wow. There's this balancing act, too, right? I think pre-2020, we're talking about full theaters. We're talking about right. people who oh, are yeah. going to the movie to be into it. The last time that I've been to a theater where there was more, the, the last time I've been to a theater where there was double-digit people in the theater, like more than 10, was A Quiet Place Part Two, mm-hmm. And that is not a movie where you benefit from having (laughs) more people in the theater. That is a movie where you want less people in the theater. Right, right. So let's kind of discard that. (laughs) The last time I was at a movie that had more than 10 people was Avengers Endgame. That includes the Suicide Squad. That includes just Mercy. That includes Tenant. That includes a rerun of Inception. Like there's, I haven't been in a packed theater since Endgame. What about Black discarding Widow? discarding Quiet Place too? Yeah, Black Widow. Black Widow had like ten people. So really, yes. So I I do agree. Definitely, I'm I'm a huge fan of going to see movies in the theaters. That doesn't mean I was going to pay for this, but I was a I'm a huge fan of going to see movies in the theater. I think that Phoenix, at least, you're either holding on to what theater experience used to be, or you have a way different theater going experience than we do nowadays. Because, like I said. I outside of a quiet place too. I have not been to a theater recently that had more than 10 people. When Nick and I saw nomad land, we were alone. When we saw promising young woman, there was like four other people. Um, It's just, that's, that's the trend for us lately. Exactly. And it's the same thing going to a sporting event for me going to the game and it being pretty much a packed house was completely different than if I was like one or two people in my section. It's a completely different experience. Well, I and for, say, me, for me right now, mm-hmm. I would rather save my money and watch movies at home that are on HBO Max, that are on Disney Plus, that you can rent for a fraction of the amount than, than go to a theater. And that, that's just where I'm at right now because it's just a bigger screen. It's just a sexier screen and better sound quality. But part of the theater experience is like Nathan said, going with a collective group and enjoying the experience together, even though you have no idea anybody else in there. Like well, you, you are right on one thing. I, I do have a different theater experience because I go to movies by myself constantly, like constantly. So like, like for me, and when I first saw black widow, I was the only one in my theater. Like I saw that late at night on like a Sunday so I was the only one in, in, in the theater for Black Widow. Loved it. Fantastic experience. Then I went back and saw it with a full crew. Not as much fun. I don't know why. It was just weird. Uh, but you brought up A Quiet Place too, which I think is a very great example. I didn't see the first Quiet Place in theaters. I saw that on my phone, right? 
And that's part of the reason why I stopped watching movies on my phone because it's not, it's not the same. It, it really isn't the same. Um, but when I went and saw A Quiet Place 2, packed, packed theater. And it was a great experience because everyone's doing the same thing. They're trying not to make noise because everyone's intent on that. And I think having that experience really enlightens uh, a film for you. It, it just, it, it increases the experience for me. But I think Nick's got a great point that the experience doesn't take away from the film, right? And the experience doesn't necessarily add to the film either. So if you saw a great movie at home or your phone, wherever, it's a great movie. If you, you know what I'm saying? If you saw a movie that sucked, whether you saw it in a theater or a packed house, it can still be a sucky movie. I went and saw Coming to America with my entire family. That movie's terrible. The second one. Not it was the, terrible. The first one. I hate like, it. That movie's terrible. It's, it's really, really bad. But I had fun because I was with my family. Doesn't change the, the quality of the movie. But all right. right. So we've, we've ranted on that for yeah. a while. Let's. But, uh, but just to clarify, like I, I would not have had more fun if I saw this in the theater. I don't know about that. No, I, I, I would not have. You would have I had I feel more like you fun, would have. But maybe I, it wouldn't have changed your opinion of the movie. Quality-wise, because you had to watch it on a camera, that, we would have enjoyed it better. Did not bother me. <laughs> All right, so let's... Uh, Lame. Final, <laughs> final scores for Free Guy. Nick, kick us off. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I we we for me, like, I sit here and invent my frustrations. Um, for for me, it's the lowest of the low for three stars okay. just for the sole fact that I enjoyed Joe Care Kenry, however you pronounce his last name. I enjoyed him. I enjoyed the the female lead, um, and I enjoyed I enjoyed the actual story. This movie would, like I said, probably be three and a half stars if it was not Ryan Reynolds. And and for me, it it just takes away the whole the whole viewing experience of the movie. It's one of those movies that that I enjoyed the story, but but hated hated the comedy, and and that just held it back for me. Right. So, but Fair it probably would have been two and a half if I would have drove all the way to the theater, paid twenty dollars, <laughs> sat in the theater by myself, said I could have gotten the same experience at Max. home sitting by myself in my living room, then going to the theater sitting by myself, then driving all the way back home. Facts. So, mm -hmm. all right, Brandon, what do you got? Um, so okay, so I'm not really strict about my star rating. Um, I gave this a four star. Um, I enjoyed my theater experience with this movie. I enjoyed watching it on the big screen, and I enjoyed the story overall. So, definitely a four star. Um, I think this movie definitely deserves a rewatch from all of us. Um, uh, well, Phoenix, you've already nah. seen it three times, but you guys need to rewatch it at some point just to give it a chance. Um, oh, did I not give it a chance already? I'm saying another chance. There, there's, without, without a, I could fill a 18 wheel or semi truck with DVDs of movies that I have not yet seen that will probably be better than this movie. <laughs> oh man! So unless my kids in 20 years want to watch this movie, right? I will be on my iPhone 28 and <laughs> and just say, go at it. <laughs> all right well i'm going four stars as well um i really had a great time with this movie i really enjoyed it uh i thought a lot of the the aspects worked and yeah man three times like listen i'm going today i'm trying to see two other movies but if it don't happen and i end up seeing free guy again man it is what it is okay ah. like, <laughs> it is what it is i had a great time nathan what about you I'm teeter tottering between a, a two and a half and a two um, and a two star. I mean, this, this genuinely is bad. Um, I'm sorry. I, I don't see it. I really don't. So uh, I'll stop. You, you all have heard enough about why I don't like it. Undecided. Oh. Two and a half. You said two and a half. Say it again. You, you cut out. Undecided. Two and a half or two. At least go two and a half, but I think even if you didn't like it, there are there are aspects of the film that I think work. You know what I'm saying? So 
That's all I'm saying. Like the credits? Duh, use the ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's move on, guys. What's good? What's good? What's good? So, uh, what's been good for you guys, Brandon? Kick us off. Um, so, I, I don't think Nathan and Nick know this, but uh, Phoenix and I have been doing some commentaries here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. We did Singing in the Rain and Wizard of Oz. So, that's on my what's good. Um, also, I just recently watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time ever. So, uh, Return of the King is on my what's good. So is Suicide Squad. Nice. My what's yeah. good is Joker. <laughs> yes. Never heard of either one of those movies. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nathan, what about you? Um, my what's good is a movie called Brothers. Fantastic cast with Tobey Maguire, Jake Gyllenhaal, Natalie Portman, Carrie Mulligan. Um, great cast. The movie itself, um, it gets pretty emotional at times. Um, but it's also a movie that I think does have a couple of missteps to making it great so it it's a good movie it's not gonna absolutely blow you away but you should watch it just for the cast and for the performances because the performances really are phenomenal sweet all right and uh for me i recently re-watched a movie i haven't seen in forever which is uh black Brittany runs a marathon no no i will be watching that later no uh <laughs> no uh it's black dynamite starring michael jai white um is a fantastic uh, black exploitation comedy spoof. It's really uh, stupid funny, like <laughs> like one of the top ten best comedies in the last decade. Uh, like just really ridiculously funny, super on point with the with the spoof, and uh, Michael J. White just he brings so much uh, believability to that character. So it was just such a fun time. If you have not seen it, definitely worth checking out. Uh, so and that's what's good from all of us here at Film Code. Well, does Nick have a real answer? <laughs> or no? Yeah, I was going to say you totally skipped over me. You said Phoenix. Joker. I thought you were serious. It's a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. It's a film code inside joke. Film right. code inside joke. Um, so I've been, like Nathan, been doing a director watch. Um, hopefully I don't butcher his his first name, Hayao Miyazaki. Uh. Um, so... My, my favorite of the bunch yet is uh, Porco Rosso, um, which is sad because I saw my neighbor Totoro, which didn't live up to, to the expectations for me. Wow. Um, but yeah, so I, I think a couple of his movies so far have been pretty good. Um, Kiki's Delivery Service, Porco Rosso, um, My Neighbor Totoro, which is the, the lowest of those three. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think it's been fun. It's not going to blow your socks off. At least it hasn't blown my socks off. But fun movies. All right. Poco Rosso, Brothers, Black Dynamite, and Brandon listed everything from the Suicide Squad to Singing in the Ring. So <laughs> if you haven't seen any of those, please check them out. And that's been What's Good from us here at Film Code. All right. Mm-hmm. Nathan, it was your code word this week, and you put your all into it. So (laughs) that's right. Remind everyone what your code word was and all of your clues, please. That's right. I did this one poolside. It felt like it was a long time since I had done this, but uh, happy to finally be back. So the code word was nickel. Clue number one was it was from 2010 to 2019. The second clue was it features two cast members who are important figures in the DCEU and Star Wars franchises, respectfully. So one is in the DCU, one is in Star Wars. I threw that respectfully in there in case anyone got that confused. Um, Clue number three was the cinematographer of this specific movie has been the cinematographer for every single one of the director's movies. And I threw in a bonus hint, dark. So 
that bonus hint is uh, not very specific, but if you're on the right trail, it'll it'll probably help confirm something for you. So, uh, Brandon, oh, what, we'll start with you. What uh, <laughs> what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking that I didn't have time to research it this week, so you might have to skip over me. <laughs> okay, so Brandon will not get a point this week. Um, are you guys tied? Who 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 goes next? I think we are tied. Uh, what zero? Then just say well, just say your choices at the same time. I think we both have two this season anyway. Who you and I? Yeah. What do, what did I get? Wait, wait, we're all tied then. <laughs> we're all sure. tied then. I had two. Oh, I don't know. All right. Oh well. Gosh. All right. Well, Nick, why don't you go ahead yeah. then? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I picked Moneyball, um, 2011. Um, code word is nickel money aka and then the cinematographer uh let me look is wally feitzer um feister um, like the vaccine get vaccinated um <laughs> cinematographer for christopher nolan and dark is dark night hopefully um so yeah that's that's the guess has that guy done every one of nolan's movies yep Okay. Wow. Uh, All right, Phoenix. What are you thinking? No, he didn't. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. That was directed by Bennett Miller, so maybe he did do all of his. I don't know. Okay. Um. Uh, I was researching this, and I was getting a headache because this was ridiculously hard. Uh, the cinematographer clue was the one I tried to attach it onto, but turns out a lot of people use the same cinematographer for like six films, and then there's that one that they use someone else. So my best guess was uh, Steven Soderbergh, whose uh, most consistent uh, cinematographer is Steven Soderbergh. So uh, he's been his cinematographer for all of his movies. Uh, So that's who I went with. And uh, the movie is from 2017. I don't know how Nickel or Dark fits into this because i haven't seen it but uh i went with uh logan lucky uh which has adam driver who's uh in star wars and uh katie holmes who's in the nolan batman trilogy i don't know if that's in the dceu it's kind of a weird fit but that's all i could find so that was my guess logan lucky probably wrong (laughs) i have seen logan lucky and moneyball both really good movies. Both are wrong. <laughs> um, but both good guesses. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that you guys uh, put the research in. So thank you. Thank you. Um, starting with the figures in the DCEU and Star Wars, you got it right with Adam Driver, even though he's in some pretty horrible Star Wars movies. Uh, <laughs> he's still in Star Wars movies. And Michael Shannon, who, of course, is Zod in the DCEU. Mm -hmm. So Michael Shannon and Adam Driver. This is a 2016 movie. Where does the code word nickel come in? This is directed by Jeff Nichols. (laughs) And that movie is Midnight Special. Wow. Dark. 2016. (laughs) Midnight Special. Dark, of course, because it's midnight. And um, Michael Shannon, Adam Driver, Joel Edgerton, J.D. Martell. Kirsten Dunst. This has been on my watch list for a while. The the gift. The gift. (laughs) The go to the gift. Um, (laughs) This this has been on my watch list for a long time. Um, Jeff Nichols actually has has a pretty interesting filmography. I'm excited to check out. We've seen Mud, obviously. Nick and I have. Um, But he's also got a couple of other really, really strong scored movies. So I'll be checking this one out sometime soon. Jeff Nichols. Director's bench. (laughs) (laughs) That was Probably a, better than PTA. Right. That was a solid code word, Nathan. Thank you. Thank great you. job. That was, that was super hard, uh, but a lot of fun. So, all right. I think everyone's still tied at two. <laughs> uh, Nathan gets a stump point. That was great. Uh, so we will uh, try again next week. Hopefully we'll have a better shot at the code word. Uh, but we are going to get up out of here. So, Nathan, I'm sorry, not Nathan, 
Nick, let everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yep, you can find me on Letterbox at Nick Spain. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Io Miyazaki, Miyazaki re uh, or watch through right now. Um, so more to more to come on that. All right, and Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. You guys can find me at F A N T A S M I C Ears on Twitter and Letterbox is Fantastic Ears. Uh, go check me out over there. See what I'm watching. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. All right. Nathan, where can everybody find you, sir? You find me on Letterbox at Nathan Pig. You can go be mad over my PTA binge and be <laughs> mad over my free guy review because I think I'm going to make a lot of people mad with those. So go be mad over there. <laughs> Throw a follow while you're at it. Um, and follow the show over on Twitter on, at Film Code Pod. A lot of great stuff going on over there. And thank you guys so much for listening. Absolutely. And my name is Sweetness Cloud. And guys, you can find me on Twitter at IMHO Reviews 1. That's number one. And on Letterbox under PA Clouden. And like Nathan said, please follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Film Code Pod. We will see you guys next week. We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>